today, the latest on the explosion in Beirut. Oprah the billionaire talks a lot about white privilege and another bizarre interview with Joe Biden to scratch your head at. We've got a lot coming up and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez, today joined once again, two times in a row, by America's favorite cowboy, Chad Prather, also gubernatorial candidate. I like being here. I'm channeling my uh, inner Glenn Beck with this scarf See, with on. The scarf. <laughs> face mask. This is just style. Yeah, well, I mean, with the denim and the hat, is you, it's really going you for You need a stranger yeah. hat, though. I think that's what this <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. If you're, if you're going for the true Glenn Beck look, <laughs> you do need something yeah. a little I've got one bizarre. of those hats. I'll wear it next week. <laughs> okay. Uh, also joined, obviously, by Jason Buttrell, chief researcher of the Glenn Beck program and also known as the guy that we like to just put all of the research onto whenever yeah, we need happens. questions happens. answered. Which brings us to our first topic of the day, uh, the explosion in Beirut that happened yesterday. I know that we played the uh, the clip yesterday, but for those of you who are maybe living under a rock and haven't seen it, here it is. Uh, obviously, the, the first explosion, something's on fire. And it's the second one that really rocks the, uh, golly. It's crazy. The entire city. Um, so obviously yesterday it had just happened. There were conflicting reports all over the place. Oh, it was a fireworks factory. Oh, it was this. Oh, it was that. Uh, and we knew we said on the show, (laughs) if you were watching, we knew that Jason Buttrell would be on top of it. Um, let me, Jason, I want to get the latest, but let's listen to what president Trump had to say on the explosion uh, in Beirut. He spoke today, no, yesterday afternoon, uh, describing the scene as looking like a terrible attack. Here he is. Our prayers go out to all the victims and their families. The United States stands ready to assist Lebanon. We have a very good relationship with the people of Lebanon, and we will be there to help. It looks like a terrible attack. Are you confident that this was an attack and not an accident? Well, it would seem like it, based on the explosion. I've met with some of our great generals, and they just seem to feel that it was. This was not a uh, some kind of a uh, manufacturing uh, explosion type of event. This was a, uh, seems to be, according to them, they would know better than I would, but they seem to think it was a uh, attack. It was a bomb of some kind. All right, Jason, how accurate is that? <laughs> I hate it when he goes off. Uh, yeah, it's a love-hate thing. Yeah, so, like, I don't like it when he reads a script, yeah. but I hate it when he goes off script, a la off bullet points, yeah. I guess, is a better way to put it. I guarantee you where that came from was he had a briefing with his generals, and his general said the, the ammonium nitrate was what kicked off the huge explosion, right. and that is usually used with bombs. Right. I bet you that's what they told him, and then he said, oh, bomb, attack. And he took it. Mm-hmm. There's no evidence, as far as I can say. I'm not the president of the United States, but there's no evidence from what I've seen. Uh-huh. Yeah, surprise. That should yeah, happen. Crazy. <laughs> Maybe after I support Chad for governor, I'll I just do, go for I do love that pin. That is a Chad Prather 2022 <laughs> pin, which I want to get. I don't mean to cut you off, but where can they get that at watchchad.com? Watchchad.com. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, but yeah, so ammonium nitrate is what kicked off that huge explosion. So there's a whole lot of misinformation on this. There was even a misinformation that Israel attacked and this, yeah. that's what has happened. And they showed like these like, see that? You see that object in the sky? That's a, that's a missile, you know, going right into the, uh, to the warehouse. It, it was a bird. It, it was a bird. <laughs> oh, no. That poor missile bird. bird. Yeah, they, no. Very dangerous birds and they go really fast, you know? Um, <laughs> and apparently combust with ammonium nitrate. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, so ammonium nitrate is what kicked out. Now, that's the same thing that was used in the Oklahoma City bombing. Mm -hmm. It's incredibly explosive. Obviously. It's obviously. It's, it's, it's also very hard to get it to explode. So you have to have something very, very hot to make it go. Mm -hmm. That's where the fireworks place uh, factory came into. Now, it was a fireworks uh, factory that was there. It was right next to it. And supposedly, and I'm taking every information out of there with a grain of salt, but supposedly there were some welders working on a door at that factory and the heat kicked off some of the chemicals inside the factory. And that's what kicked off the ammonium nitrate. Wow. Now, this is the question, why in the hell was thousands of pounds of ammonium nitrate in a warehouse for six years, six years, just sitting there at the most critical, you know, um, infrastructure location in Beirut, which is their port. All of their economy, everything flows in and out of there. If you see the aftermath photos, it's gone. Yeah. There, there is no port there anymore. It's yeah. absolutely devastating. Yeah. But supposedly they confiscated this six, uh, six, this is insane, insane. Wow. So they confiscated this from a ship six years ago. Now, there's no real paper trail after that that I've seen after that. It just stays there. Now, there's tons of corruption in this port. Hezbollah uh, takes arms through that port directly from Iran. There's a lot of shady stuff going there. There's always corruption allegations to the people that work those ports. The chief uh, customs guy said, look, hey, I've been trying to get rid of these for six years. No one, no, basically no one responds to my emails. Couldn't find a terrorist to take Yeah, them. yeah. <laughs> He's like, no one responded to my emails, basically. And I don't buy that for a second. Not a second. It's his job. He doesn't, he said that he had to go through the, the he's been talking to the judiciary. You don't have to go through the judiciary. Mm. And I've had multiple people that I've consulted with that are experts in Lebanon. They're like, no, it's his job. He could just move that stuff out of there. Right. But he didn't do it. So... There's a couple possibilities. One, it's, well, I'm not even, it might have been, uh, like the president was saying, like an attack someone meant to, do, to kick it off. I don't really think so. Mm -hmm. But the real issue for me is, is why was it there? So it was either this corrupt uh, customs group that maybe wanted to sell this stuff on their own. Yeah. Or maybe they did sell it. Maybe it was a Hezbollah weapons cache. That's very, very uh, probable. And actually, Hezbollah was just caught, it was either later this year or in the past couple years, storing the same chemical, ammonium, ni ammonium nitrate, in both the UK and Germany. They found thousands of pounds stored in warehouses in their countries. Mm. They said it was Hezbollah, and they were looking to do terror attacks in Western countries. Um, Nasrallah, the head of, of, of Hezbollah, said, I think back in 2016, he threatened to bomb a port in Israel using ammonium nitrate. And the explosion, this is almost a direct quote, would look like a nuclear blast. Wow. This is Hezbollah's. Certainly fits the criteria. It does. Yeah. And I, That's what I'm running with. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm running right with. There. That's my story from now on. Wow. There's just too many fishy things right now. We haven't got all the information. We yeah. will. Yeah. It could just be a completely tragic accident, and maybe it was some kind of bureaucratic mess up. I'm not buying that in Lebanon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not buying that with this government. 
So too yeah. coincidental. Too yeah. coincidental. And I, I will say that this this is the worst time in Lebanon for this to happen. Their economic crisis is the worst, I think, in their history. Civil unrest is coming out in the streets against the, the regime. Um, just on Friday, they were going to hand down a verdict against Hezbollah, and it had to do with the assassination of their prime minister back in, I think, 2005. So and the, and the, the, they implicate, I think, four high-level Hezbollah uh, operatives mm-hmm. in that verdict. It's going down Friday. I was already looking at Lebanon because of that, and then this happened. Wow. So it's the worst time. If, they, if Hezbollah is actually officially ID'd, who knows? This could, we, I mean, it, it's looking so volatile. I haven't seen this in that area since 2006. That's when they went to war with Israel. So all eyes should be watching Lebanon right now. Yeah. I went through the, I was just, I didn't have much of a chance, but I was looking at the news today and there was another video of, where is it, is it Turkey that's on fire? Oman. Oman. Okay, so, I mean, it, it's like, what in the world is going on in all these fireworks factories in the Middle East I know. right now? It's crazy, but that was a really big fire, uh, which I'm sure coincidental in that, but I'm with you. I, why would these, why would this cache of ammonium nitrate be there? Why would it be there unless somebody, yeah, something really fishy going on with that thing? Yeah, that's like, I mean, <laughs> I mean a heart goes out to the, the loss yes. of life and the injury and Absolutely. the loss of property. I think 30,000 people have now been displaced in terms of homelessness. It's crazy. Uh, but wow, something's there. At and, least 70 people have died. More than 3,000 have been wounded. And you got to believe they're going to come up with more oh, as oh, they I, continue going through the in rubble. In fact, I just saw an update right as I walked out of the set. It's now over 100. Okay. Uh, deaths. Yeah. But but again, that's not the final number. No, it's absolutely gonna, it's not. It's going to continue. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Even if it's not like a, a terror related, mm-hmm. then it is a gross mismanagement of government. Like for whoever yeah. said, thought that was a good idea just to leave that chemical there. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yeah. I was just like, I just had a. I, I was just wondering myself. I've got a bunch of oily rags that are doused in lighter fluid, yeah. and I was like, should I store that next to my barbecue grill? <laughs> I was like, I don't know, but maybe there's someone in Lebanon in the Lebanese mm-hmm. government yeah. that I could reach out to and they could give me that information. The point is, someone in the government needs to go down for this. Yeah. What Hardcore. you need to do is you set up your bags of fertilizer there next to the barbecue <laughs> grill, and you just lay the oily rags there. On top of the fertilizer. Yeah, that's, I, that's this it. is insane. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. And it's, we say some things tongue-in-cheek, but it's hard because, I mean, this is significant yeah. loss of life. You never know what a day is going to bring, and that was a massive explosion. Yeah, well, we will uh, continue to keep the audience updated on what I would say what we find, but it's what Jason finds. It, it's all Jason. It's, it's just... <laughs> What, whatever this guy uh, drags up, we know is accurate because he is the best at what he does. That's why we don't try to do it. It would just be silly for us to do it because we already have the best here. Uh, switching to d- more domestic news, Bill de Blasio. Uh, sorry. Warren Wilhelm. Warren Wilhelm. I, I apologize um, for those of you who don't realize that is actually his real name. Uh, he has recently revealed that he skipped the city permit process for Black Lives Matter murals. However, uh, the process still needs to be gone through for anyone who is perhaps pro-conservative, pro-Trump, uh, pro-cop. Uh, the conservative pro-Trump Women for America first They are actually suing Bill de Blasio and the City Department of Transportation for allowing this BLM mural to be painted. They submitted a uh, a, a, a permit for it. We're told they were not allowed to do it. So now they're suing. Here's Bill de Blasio's explanation. Listen. Look, the fact is that what I decided to do with the Black Lives Matter murals, and this came out of a meeting at Gracie Mansion, weeks ago with community leaders and activists who said this would be such an important thing for this city to declare officially. 
Um, that is something, again, transcends all normal realities because we are in a moment of history where this had to be said and done. That's a decision I made. But the normal process continues for anyone who wants to apply. <laughs> I mean, what could possibly go wrong when it's the government who's deciding what has to be said or done at this particular time? And that's why we don't have to operate under standard procedure. What could possibly go wrong there, Chad? Well, it ended racism in New York City. That's, that's what a great we point. know. That's a good point. So, I mean, really, what, what, what else? I mean, yeah. do you really need a permit when you know that that's All these other things results. we were trying and we didn't realize it was just a mural we that never, we needed. We never knew that just all we had to do is paint the street. A mural. <laughs> Yeah, it's letters. I know. They keep calling it a mural. I'm like, I mean, yeah. it's kind of just graffiti, yeah. but I guess we can call it a mural. They did. They did a good job. I mean, they, the lines, they painted inside the lines. They really did. Uh, I, so I would have permitted that. I would have I would have signed off on those papers. I mean, it ended racism. That's all we needed to know. <laughs> Jason. It's, so it's still illegal then. I'm, so it sounds like it's like it's there. Yeah. It's not permitted. Yeah. So it's still illegal. Yes. But I mean, for crying out loud, you can't own a large soda in New York City. That's illegal. Mm -hmm. But this unpermitted graffiti has now been deemed legal, which I, I'm assuming they still don't have a permit for that. No. It's just there. But you can't go. Anybody that tries to go and paint over it gets arrested. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Correct. It's an illegally painted on there. Yes. So, like, how many people have been arrested trying to paint over that thing now? This is well, absolute insanity. What is the rule of law, anyway? Uh, well, thank you. You took the words right out of my mouth. At this stage in the game, this is postmodern society. Rule of law doesn't exist. It doesn't matter anymore. Mm -hmm. You just do what you want to do. You do what feels right. And when mm -hmm. it feels right and it has the end result that you want, then you're justified in if, doing it. If you're on the left. If you're, you're on, on the, the right. That's a good point. If you're on the left. Yeah. But if a black lady goes out there and tries to put black paint over the top of that, they're going to, you know, right. haul her off. To jail which was a very delicate, fun situation to watch them handle her, the police officers trying to figure out what to do with this black lady who was painting over it with the black, you know, yeah. she was pouring on there paint, I guess. But forget the rule of law. Did you guys see the uh, the news story where the, um, the, the pro-life group was writing in chalk uh, that whatever, they, baby lives matter or whatever, they were, I mean, they were writing the same type of deal, but it was in chalk, not paint. Mm -hmm. But chalk, and they actually had an officer come up to them and say, like, if you don't stop chalking, you're going to be arrested. <laughs> and actually arrested the guy for riding on the public sidewalk with chalk. Okay. Was chalking? Was that he was, yeah, he was, he was chalking. <laughs> actually, okay. I've been we did, charged with chalking. Yeah, we, okay, we have the clip here. I'm, you guys think I'm joking. Here's the clip, watch. I need to tell you now that if you continue chalking, you're going to be placed under arrest. Oh, sweet God. Okay, I've given you your warning. You understand that, right? If you continue talking, you're going to be placed under arrest. Oh. Okay. Nice. You know they do this every Saturday, right? Every Saturday. This is completely public property. I majored in political science. This is public property. Every Saturday, people are here. Okay. Talking, this is government censorship. And arresting them because they are simply putting free black freeborn lives matter. The you gotta be joking. Day. You gotta be absolutely joking that you would take young people that are simply putting on a sidewalk chalk that they are standing for preborn black lives. You absolutely have to be joking. 
Yeah, I was. See, I was not. I was not joking. The first time I just heard that clip, I thought that he kept saying. I thought the officer kept saying, "Talking." talking. Yeah, I'm like, if you keep talking, and I was like, oh, and then I watched it, and I was like, oh no, he said chalking. Can you imagine being <laughs> one of those rare judges that actually can still critically think and has a fair mind, and reading the charge on this and going, "Am I misreading something here? <laughs> they were drawing with chalk." Something that washes away in the rain. I mean, it, something it, it, that we buy our children. What are, what is the charge here? <laughs> well, it was excessive chalking. <laughs> they 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 continued chalking when they were they were commanded to stop their chalking. Mm -hmm. What were they chalking? What the hell is chalking? <laughs> I mean, it's not like, this is insanity, man. Yeah. This is crazy. I'm missing out on all the fun somewhere. I got to have a protest. I don't know what I'm going to protest. I know what I'm going to do. Oh. The women did it. The women wore the hats. We're going to do foreskin rallies. That's what we're going to do. We're wearing turtlenecks. Me and you, were bald. We're going to wear turtlenecks, pull them up over our head. We're taking to the streets. I need to protest something. Well, on that. I, I mean, good luck to you on how that works out, because I don't think white men have a... I don't oh, think we're allowed. going out there. <laughs> I don't think you're I'm going to use my privilege. Yeah, I don't think have you're allowed Have a protest. Foreskin. Uh, all right, we've got more. I sacrifice things. We've got more coming up. Uh, first, we want to thank our sponsor, this segment, NetSuite. Uh, I don't know if you've heard, but the economy is its not doing too great right now. And if you are a small business owner or an entrepreneur, you need every advantage right now to succeed, right? So smart companies run on NetSuite by Oracle. It is the world's number one cloud business system. With NetSuite, you will have visibility and control over every aspect of your company. So they're not all going to be different programs that don't talk to one another. You will have control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce. Everything that you need is all going to work in sync with one another, all in the right place. Whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions in sales, NetSuite lets you manage every single penny with precision. And you can work from anywhere. Every Everything is stored on the cloud, so you can work from home, you can work at the office, you can work in the car. If you're a passenger, okay, don't try to work while driving, but you can run your entire company just from your phone. All right, so remember, if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business, you got to use NetSuite to make that happen. Uh, you can go to netsuite.com slash why. Get your free guide, seven actions that businesses need to take Uh Need to take now and schedule your free product tour. It is netsuite.com slash why. That is netsuite.com slash why. Oprah Winfrey, she is taking some heat today for some comments that she made on an episode of the Oprah Conversation with former NFL player uh, Emmanuel Acho. They were talking to a white man who had a question, which I find to be a very reasonable question, right? Like, okay, well, what if, you know, we talk about white privilege all the time, but what about the white people who, like, actually don't have white privilege. They don't get born into these rich families and actually also have to work to succeed. Uh, here's how Oprah answered that question. Watch. I think it's an important point that not all white people are empowered. Not all white people have the chance to be children of doctors and grow up the way you grew up and not and the way I grew up. There are white people who are not as powerful as the system of white people, the caste system that's been put in place, but they still, no matter where they are on the rung or the ladder of success, they still have their whiteness. When I'm saying white people, I am speaking of the, the proverbial white people. I'm not saying like you, white person. I'm saying proverbially, historically, 
white people have had power. But think about this, because I got a lot of backlash when I brought up um, white privilege. Because some people are like, wait a second, I'm a poor white person. Your parents were doctors. How can you say I'm privileged? White privilege isn't saying your life hasn't been hard. White privilege is just saying your skin color, it hasn't attributed to the difficulty of your life. The difficulty of an NFL football player's life and a talk show host who is worth two and a half billion dollars. Please, please tell me more about white privilege. Well, proverbial. Right. Right, because if you said I mean, that about about black people, well, I'm not talking to you specifically yeah. as a black person. I'm proverbial. I'm talking I mean, about all of the you. proverbial people. black community, you people. right? That 75% of doesn't have a father, and 85% of Planned Parenthoods are within walking distance mm-hmm. of their community. But that's just the proverbial. I'm not right. talking to you, black person. I would never single you, black person, out. I'm telling the black community. I'm I'm talking about the proverbial Asian community, which is the most successful demographic in America, the, the proverbial Asian community. And this, this, we have gotten into this language weirdness out there where you just interpret things as they come along and it's all ethereal. It's all out here. And we apply meaning to it as it comes out of our mouth. And then you have to try to double speak it in order to try to make it sense to people, make it make sense to people. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm not talking to you, Hispanic woman, I'm talking to the proverbial Hispanic woman who will th- take her shoe off and hit me with it if I if I come <laughs> in the house with the shoes yeah. on. You know, I mean, it just it's just stop. Give me mother-in-law flashback. <laughs> like, just stop. Just stop. Just stop. Just stop. Yeah. Stop. I mean, it, this is insanity here. What about Dr. Phil? Dr. Phil, did he have white privilege? I mean, she made Dr. Phil. Yeah. A black woman made a white man's. I mean, he had a career. Don't get me wrong. But he wasn't Dr. Phil mm-hmm. until a black woman used her privilege and her advantages to make him a household name. Right. Right. So it's 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 exam. No, but we're not talking about the individual. We're talking about the proverbial Dr. Phil. Mm-hmm. And and well, and the, the caste system. Right. That we apparently now Ooh, have. see apparently that now have here in America. I don't, I don't want to talk about it. That pissed me off. Well, that's why you. Sh- that's, why <laughs> that's why you like me on this show. Yeah, that's what I need you to do. I mean, at what point in time did we become Hindu? At what point in time did we become? I'm talking about the proverbial Hindus, not you specifically, Hindu Hindu person. I'm not talking about you in India. I'm not talking about you in Pakistan. I'm talking about the proverbial. Hindu. At what point in time did we do that? Are you seriously, Oprah, saying that there's a caste system? Because you, sister, you, and I mean proverbial sister, you are at the very top of the caste system. It doesn't get any higher than Oprah. I mean, Oprah farts and they record it and go, you get a fart and you get a fart and you get a fart. I mean, this is how ludicrous it is. Yeah. The woman farts roses. (laughs) And she's going to she's going to lecture us about white privilege, Jason. I'm so sick of this critical race theory bullcrap that's going through. And, and, you know, everything is viewed through a lens. And there is, you know, in, in that in their version of this critical race theory, there is a caste system and white people should be put at the very bottom yes. of this caste system, yes. which is just ridiculous. So, like, you have one side talking about equality. You have another side that's saying, no, let's vilify all these people because this is the because literally because of the color of their skin. Mm-hmm. There is, you know, I will concede there is a white privilege and there is a white privilege that has been scheming since the 1960s to keep black people down. And they are old white Democrats. Mm. It's they are the ones with the white privilege. They are, but they're the ones that claim to care. Right. But they're the ones that keep 
people that are specifically minorities, but vast majority, a lot, a large majority of black people, they're the ones that have kept them at the bottom and they've made a system to where they can never get out of it. They, they can't get out of it. And I think that some people are actually waking up to that fact, like, oh my gosh, everything that they've been telling us since the 1960s is all true. Right. A lot, what's that? I hope you're right. You think I, that they- I, I think you're right, I hope you're right, because I agree with that. I'm, I'm so people are waking up to that. I'm surprised that there's there's cer- there's certain uh, like black celebrities now that are just the, the way they're talking. Uh, you know, like is it Isaiah Washington? Mm-hmm. He's been, he's been yes. very vocal uh, yes. on this. Um, try not to laugh, but Kanye West. You know what I mean? Like I don't know if he even believes it, but just that he's saying it and the influence and the reach that he has, I think, can get to more people. I can't imagine anyone like Candace Owens being as relevant now as if she said this back in the late 80s. Right. I, I, the, the, I don't, she probably, I don't, I don't know about her, but I, I can't imagine if anyone would have taken, you know, the, you know, the, the, you know, the baton like she has back then right. because you would have been beaten into submission. Yeah. But now I think they're being, I'm hoping like you, Chad, I'm hoping they're being less, you know, fearful of being beaten into submission and to come out with this. But I, I just, Nothing enrages me more how this party of compassion mm-hmm. can sit on their high horses and claim that we are the ones that don't care when they're purposely doing this. Yeah. And it's just to get votes. Bill de Blasio painted the street without a permit. I'm telling you, dude, <laughs> things are a changing. <laughs> That's true. The winds, they are a blow. Another good point. Yeah. I mean, point. and really, if you want to talk about privilege today in 2020, right now, I feel like you could really make the argument that black people are the ones who do have the privilege. Right. We've got you've got affirmative action. You've I got said on the show yesterday. Was it your show? I know I said it on my podcast because we were we had Bryson Gray as a guest. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, I said, man, I need to get black yeah. because I can't get an invite to the White House. <laughs> you've been true. there three times. David Harris got the key to the front door. <laughs> Terrence Williams comes out in the morning and says, hey, Donald, let's eat some chicken. I mean, it's like, I'm like, they do. And I'm like, I can't even get an invite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's I mean, it truly is incredible. Like if you really if you really look at how society is right now in 2020, you can loot, you can riot, you can burn down buildings, you can do all these things. Oh, you don't take it there. Well, <laughs> but it's true. It's true. You what did I say earlier? No repercussions. What did I say black. earlier? The black lady who was against Black Lives Matter, who was painting the black on the street. Yeah. You saw those police officers who were white or they were at least Caucasian. They, they were handling her with kid gloves. Yes. You know, because they felt uncomfortable with what they had to do in trying to apprehend her and make her stop from desecrating the unpermitted mural. The mural. You've got to you've got to be enraged if you're, you know, if you if you're if a white person who's even even a Hispanic person that's victim of, uh, let's say, police brutality. Mm -hmm. Let's say tragically someone died in your family like that was that case here in Dallas. I can't remember the guy's name, but it was exactly the same as George Floyd. Mm -hmm. No one will give a crap. Tony Tempa. That's it. That's right. No one will give a crap. No one will hold a, you know, a rally for you. No one will protest for you. And they sure won't riot for you. No okay. one's burning down a building so, for you if okay, you're white. Okay, so that's the point. Because it was a protest for George Floyd. Let me just make this quick point. Mm-hmm. As soon as the first piece of glass got broken in a building, then it stopped being about George Floyd and it started being about riots. It wasn't protests anymore. And when that happened, they turned a blind eye to that and said, okay, we're going to sit back and we're going to let you do that. They didn't, turn the, they didn't turn the water hoses on the black community. They didn't release the dog. This wasn't 1963 Birmingham. It wasn't any of that stuff. In fact, you don't even have black people out there protesting. You got the black folks who are saying, 
you got to stop painting buildings because you white folks are screwing it up for the rest of us. We're the ones who are getting blamed for it. So yeah. stop. I was in Tulsa for the for the Trump rally. We saw the Black Lives. Uh, you were there. Yeah. We were there together. The, we, it was a thing. We were there. And they did the whole parade. I saw one black person in the BLM parade. It's true. One black person. It was all white people who looked like they hadn't showered in like two weeks. And they hadn't. <laughs> we hadn't even smelled. They don't have there. water because there's no privilege. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We've got more to come back in a minute. Did you guys watch the, uh, the body cam footage? I haven't. I mean, I doubt that I was on the... No. Joe Biden, uh, I think he took a little bit of a break doing live mainstream media interviews. Um, I mean, because they had been going so well. He just thought, all my interviews have been going so well, I'm just going to take a little break and I'll be back soon. Uh, So he is now back on the circuit and he was asked uh, about whether or not he would take a cognitive ability test. And I, I just I don't even know how to explain it. Watch. Have you taken a cognitive? No, I haven't taken a test. Why the hell would I take a test? (laughs) Come on, man. Oh, man. That's like saying you, before you got in this program, if you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not, what do you think, huh? Are, are you a junkie? What do you say Wait, to President Trump, who brags about his test and makes your mental state an issue for voters? Well, if he can't figure out the difference between an elephant and a lion, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Did you watch that? Look, come on, man. I, I, I know you're trying to goad me. But, I mean, I'm so forward looking to have an opportunity to sit with the president or stand with the president in debates. There are going to be plenty of time. And by the way, as I joke with him, you know, I I shouldn't say it. I'm going to say something I don't I I probably shouldn't say. Anyway, I am uh, I am very willing to let the American public judge my physical and mental my physical as well as my mental fitness. Where to even begin? Physical and mental, physical, physical, Can you imagine him sitting down with Vladimir Putin? Forget sitting down with Donald Trump. No. But a dude that would like to see your nation wiped off the map. A guy who was grew. A guy who was KGB, right? I mean, imagine him sitting down with a Vladimir Putin. This guy is negotiating your world peace. He's at the G20 summit. This guy's trying to put a sentence together. Imagine him in front of the UN. Now look, Donald Trump is no eloquent speaker. I got that. Right. I got that. But this guy, his cognitive dissonance is so bad, he doesn't have two brain cells to rub together. And you could see it. You know, you could just see this just not forming there. And and, and he's having those oh minutes in his mind because he's like, oh, hey man, I want to start to say something, but I can't say that. <laughs> And it's like, it's because you forgot what you were talking about. I, Jason, let me just, if I, if I could, just read part of, the, uh, part of what Joe Biden, come on, man. That's like saying you, before you got in this program, if you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not, what do you think, huh? Are you a junkie? What? I, I don't know. That, that's what I was trying to figure out. So the you point explained he was it to, to me earlier, yeah. and I think I agree with what you said. Yeah. 
it was. You have no reason. You have no reason to. Why would I take a test when I you, know I haven't taken right, cocaine? Right, right. I've, you have no reason to suspect that I would take that I would have taken cocaine. Well, why because would I take a drug we test? don't believe you. <laughs> That's why we want you to take the test. Yeah, like he's saying, like, well, why would I take a cognitive ability test? Like, there's well, nothing to take. We would have nothing to prove. So if you have, if you have white stuff on your nose <laughs> and you're strung out, we. We say, hey, why don't you take a cocaine test? <laughs> Likewise, if you're bleeding out of your eyeballs yeah. and you never know what you're saying, take a cognitive test. Yeah. I mean, I, that's why he's like kind of own. He, I love when people own themselves when they're like so passionate. Yeah. You know about it. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Which is which that that quote in itself. He said it a couple times. Yeah. It's interesting because it's like he really does resent any reporter who asks him a fair question because he's used to getting this treatment by the media, this coddling that he's like, ask me if I've taken a cognitive test, even though I said two weeks ago, I said I take them, right? He said, I always take them. Now, all of a sudden, a reporter asked me if I've taken a cognitive test. Come on, man. Hell no, I didn't take a test. Come on, man. What, what are you asking me that for? Come on. And he goes, I know you're trying to goad me. Yeah. He's on your side. Right. He, 100%. Right. He's setting you up to succeed. Right. He, I, I, like I guarantee you that was probably a rehearsed question. Like, okay, Joe, when he asks you that, you say this. And he it probably was. forgot about it. It was. You know how you know? Because at the very beginning of the clip, the reporter does not finish asking the question and Joe Biden already starts to answer. He says, have you taken a cognitive or would you consider taking a cognitive? And then yeah. Joe Biden jumps in. He doesn't. He he's talking over him when he says test. You see the look on the reporter's face. Yes. He's, he's like, dude, we discussed this beforehand. Yeah. I'm just doing what you told me to do. Help. Yeah. help. He's like, Gee. I really would like to see from behind Joe towards the cameras and his handlers for a black of it his these young people that are obviously tweeting for him and doing i just would love to see their reactions or read their minds when joe starts to talk and they're like we literally just went through this <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 uh. uh so speaking of joe biden he's pushed his vp pick he's pushed the announcement of that out another week uh after there were rumors that it was kamala politico published that weird piece that they had to then retract uh that was supposedly written like for the future um and then karen bass oh my god rose to the rose to the top of the of the name list all of a sudden and now she's under scrutiny uh, because what she made a, a bunch of comments about uh, Scientologists and how they were did very great. Scientology was a great thing. And then now uh, praise over Castro. What are we thinking here, Jason? I don't I don't I don't give a crap about what she said about Scientologists. I really don't care about that. I care about the Castro stuff. And it goes yeah. it goes a lot further than just saying, what was he, El Comandante and Jefe or whatever she called him when he died. Um, it goes a lot farther than that. She was actually, when she was young in the 70s, she was one of the leaders of the, what was it, Venceremos mm -hmm. Brigade. Mm -hmm. uh, that was actually started from Cuban intelligence. Uh, so leftists would travel over there, part of this group. They'd go over to Cuba and they would do these community projects that were supposedly helping out the community. But what was really going on is they were getting indoctrinated over, uh, over in Cuba with the goal of coming back over here and spreading communism to the United States. That's who Bass was. So just the fact that she is even, she, she's on the list, yeah. says a lot. Yeah. They know this. Right. They know this. They don't care. That's nuts. I, I can't imagine that she's not going to be the pick. She's way too easily attackable. I think Kamala is way too easily, easily attackable. 
Well, um, I mean, who who on that short list do you think is a great pick? There really isn't one. I mean, what's funny is you have to be in a demographic to be even on the piece of paper. Yes, yes. Like, they're not picking someone that said, oh, you know, that would be a person would be a great vice yeah. president nominee. No, no, no. Okay, but does she fit the demographics? Right. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. But I know I don't, Susan Rice is easily attackable. Mm-hmm. She was on there. Mm-hmm. I could see her getting in maybe because they want to protect Obama and, and basically it would be Obama in the, in the, in the White House again, which is pretty much what's going to happen if Biden's there regardless, right. I think. It'll be his third term, yeah. I think. Um, seriously, I, I, don't, I think there's a, I think there's a reason why Obama stayed in Washington when no other president did. Right. You know, he still lives there. I mean, you, he literally could sit on a skateboard like we did when we were kids, roll down the hill, and be at the White House. I don't think a skateboard is his method of transportation. I don't know, remember that goofy uh, helmet he had when he was riding that bike around. Bike. See, that'd be yeah, a daily thing. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are your thoughts, Chad? Uh, Joe's just waiting to, for somebody to tell him who he picked. <laughs> he doesn't have a clue. Uh, I mean, I, I would love to see Joe just list. Like, I would like to say, okay, give us your list of top five and watch him fumble through that. Not going to do that. Uh, the guy's not even going to go to the DNC. He's not even going to go to the convention, right? Uh, probably because he doesn't want to leave the country. But that's... Uh, <laughs> I don't know if people get that joke or not, but I I just, you know, I'm just sitting here watching this thing and I'm like, honestly, I'm like you, Jason, I have no idea. Like he's already set the parameters, right? A female of color. Mm -hmm. That's basically Mm -hmm. been what's been tossed around. Uh, really limiting your options. You there. really are limiting your options because you're not doing it on the basis of, of good, solid qualifications on a skin color and a gender, which how in the hell? I mean, everything's relative now. So how do we determine what the gender is? I, who, who, I mean, the whole thing, it's a house of cards. It falls in on itself. This thing. And, and, and oh, man, if Joe Biden wins, Joe Biden wins, he's going to get coronavirus. So that's who you're going to have. Yeah, that's who you're going to have, because let me tell you, this whole pandemic thing that's going on, they got an out for Joe because they know Joe can't do the job. He, Joe can't do the job. That's a very good point. I mean, this normally the vice president pick is so stupid yeah. because, I mean, the vice president really is only there to help you get elected in some area. Right. That's really the only thing the vice president is good for. But uh, leave it to Joe. He'll pick uh, Sarah Palin. <laughs> Thinking she was somebody else or something. Yeah. Last word. Um, no, but I think this is probably one of the most important vice president picks ever. Number. Really, yeah. we don't even know if he's going to make it to November. Right. Much less the first couple years of his presidency. Yeah. We've never had a president this old, I don't believe. Right. He's he'll be the oldest one in, mm-hmm. in office. Mm-hmm. But so whoever they're picking as their vice president, they are vetting heavily because there there's a very real possibility they will be the president. In a couple years. Yeah. A couple years or a couple days into it. We'll be back in a minute. Steve. A group of protesters has filed a lawsuit against the city of Seattle. You ready for this? You guys ready for this? Okay. Claiming the police department's anti-riot tactics have forced demonstrators to buy prohibitively expensive protective gear in order to continue to enjoy their First Amendment rights. I'm not making this up. Uh, The lawsuit was just filed at the beginning of this week, and it was on behalf of five protesters who attended the July 25th protest on Capitol Hill that police later declared a riot, by the way, so not a protest, uh, seeking an order from a judge to stop the city from using controversial tactics on protesters, including blast balls and pepper spray, because they now have to, they've got to buy 
expensive equipment to protect themselves from when they disregard what the police say. And like when you're burning down a building, obviously you need to stay protected. It's the most millennial thing ever. <laughs> isn't, it, isn't, like, so. isn't it? Yeah. Uh, this Friday and Saturday night, I'm, I've got a show. I've got shows in Salt Lake City, right? So I was watching videos from, I invite you to come. The, uh, I was watching videos of where now the protests have kind of taken out to the suburbs there in Utah, right? And so I'm watching this and I'm like, after seeing that, the Mormons go at each other. It's, it's whatever. We're Anything done. goes at this We're point. Done. Anything goes at this point. And I'm watching this stuff and I read that story earlier and I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, you, what, what do you need? Body armor? Apparently, <laughs> what's going on? I mean, well, when here? you're committing crimes, you, you don't know? want someone to be able hey, to. Here's stop what them. I need. I need. I'm going to sue the city because I'm afraid those handcuffs are going to be a little too tight. Right. I might need some protective <laughs> wristbands. You know, this is just dumb. I, it's the most it, millennial the, thing ever. It is, and the, but the way that they're taking out of context the First Amendment just drives me bonkers. Like, no, the First Amendment actually, like, free speech doesn't mean you get to burn down freaking buildings. It says peaceful protest in the First Amendment. Uh, it doesn't say a riot well, or but, protest. Well, but I mean, the mainstream media would tell you that these are mostly peaceful. That's what's so they're most they're they broke out in mostly peaceful protests. That's hilarious. I, I don't care about the mostly peaceful, even if that's even true. You know a, what I mean? As a building is burning behind him. Yeah, it, it was, there may be tons and tons of peaceful protests. We're not. We don't care about those. Right. We're talking about the riots, which in Portland and places like that, that's obviously what's happening. And you just pretty much say that when you ask for gear to protect yourselves while you're rioting. Yeah. You know what's hilarious? It's so it's so it's so obvious and they even they blatantly admit it. But you guys watched that uh, that that Antifa hearing the other day? Was that yesterday? Mm-mm. When uh, Ted Cruz and Hirono were going back and oh, forth. Yes. 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 Oh, just yes, got yes, up and talked. Yes, yes. They literally cannot say anything bad about them. Yeah. They refuse to. Yeah. Ted Cruz, she's standing up. And he's like, well, I'll give you one more chance. Do you want to say, OK, what the rioting is bad? And she just, nope, turns around and walks off. They will not say it. You mentioned I, it being the most millennial thing ever. And then I was looking at the Portland courthouse right there where they, they had sent in the crews to clean the graffiti off of everything. And I was like, that right there tells you everything. You got a generation that goes in and makes a mess. They're not going to come back in and clean up their mess. They got crews to do that, come in and clean up behind them. So there's no there's no ramifications. Look, I, I'm for beating the sh- I, I mean, I, okay. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, you, you, their actions have consequences. You reap what you sow. You go out there, you act violent. It gets met with violence. You just need to be thankful at this point. You haven't been met with true, true violence. Mm-hmm. Amen. Oh, Amen. That- and by the way, uh, if you're defacing public property, that's not a peaceful protest that's actually against the law unless you live in new york city and you're painting something for black people and then build a blasio (laughs) i have people sending me messages saying hey we're organizing a peaceful protest i'm like just say you're organizing a protest you shouldn't have to qualify it with peaceful that yeah 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 yeah. they're they're they're, they mean one and the same or at least they're supposed to all right back in a minute Uh, yesterday's poll, if Joe Biden refuses to debate Trump, who will? Now, this this question comes with some merit because we all called it. I think everyone at this table like they're they're going to soon they're going to say with Joe Biden that, oh, well, who needs to debate these days anyway? 
Debates are like so outdated. Why should Joe Biden even debate President Trump? And now that's they're actually saying it. That's a thing that like they're actually trying to get us to believe that we shouldn't have any more presidential debates because they're scared of Joe Biden getting on stage with Donald Trump. Uh, so Corn Pop won this one. What do you think of the idea? Somebody mentioned to me. What there do you think of the idea? Right you, you get the questions, you tape the answers and then you just air them. No. See, that's not a debate. No, that's not a debate. I've had a lot of that's people say pre, that. That's, that's a pre-recorded that's, interview. That's that's a that's a that's yeah. No, it's not a debate. Absolutely not. And it doesn't get I mean, as a you need to know how your president is going to respond off the cuff. Yeah. For better or for worse, you need to know how they're going to respond off the cuff. Absolutely. Uh, Reagan was reelected through a debate. He was going he was Nixon looking very lost bad to Nixon Kennedy because, because of a debate. Exactly mm-hmm. right. Uh, today's poll. Do you believe Joe, do you believe Joe Biden is physically and mentally fit? I'm sorry, Phil, physically and mentally Phil. Phil, fit, fitness, Phil, fit for office. <laughs> Let us know what you think. If there was ever a poll that could be, that should be 100%, we should get 100% no on this one. Yeah, um, a month ago, I would have said physically he looked great, but he's starting to look pretty gaunt. Oh, They're he's deteriorating around, yeah. real quick, real quick. I mean, I know what you guys' answers are. Let us know what you think. I'm sure you guys are going to troll me and pick the wrong answer. But let us know what you think anyway. virus from Jane. One more time. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.